Hello everyone, welcome back to the One Talk podcast, you're here with your host Ryan and today I'm actually super excited for this episode, I've been wanting to hit you both up to come on and have you both come together is amazing because the first time I met both of you, let me say first, Rip and Beck, the first time I met both of you, I think I met you both on the same day, Yeah. first yeah. time, so I met Beck as a facilitator on the day of the experience of Cool to Be Conscious back in August last year mm-hmm. and I met Rip the same day because we participate in the event together as well and I think just that journey from that day August last year up until August now it's basically been 12 months seeing the journey both of you have been on individually has been inspiring for myself and very admirable but also together as well and seeing the journeys are together as well and it gives me a lot of inspiration just seeing the both of you work together and the stuff you do by yourselves as well because Rick when you do the fuck yeah it's Monday like I know <laughs> it may seem like a fucking like a simple gesture, but I feel like, because I, I have to change my whole mindset about the Monday thing because I used to always live for the weekends and then I'll premeditate depression for Monday. I wake up Monday depressed because I premeditated it. And then once I changed my mindset about fuck yeah, it's Monday, like my whole world changed. And like now 90, 90% of the time, like it's good. Like I wake up Mondays, I'm loving it. But I'm human. You have that day every now and then. And I see your post. I'm like, no, what? Fuck yeah, it is Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's the introduction to Beck and Rip. But how he's going? Doing amazing. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good, man. Good. Yeah. Good to be here. Good to, and as you said, it's almost a year. Mm. Probably like two weeks off a year since we met. Yeah. And uh, all met in the same room, which is yeah. pretty sick. That's the um, power of the journey of life. Like we all met in the same room at one event, like you said, two weeks off a year. Now we're all together doing a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. A lot's changed in that year, hey? <laughs> yeah. So I guess let's just start this off with, um, we'll go one by one. Like what's the journey been like since then? Because for me personally, that's where my, I guess my self-exploration journey started in a more deeper level. Um, how about you, Beck? Would you like to start us off on where that started for you and take yeah. us on that journey a bit? Absolutely. Um, so that day I had just moved up two weeks before. I'd moved up to the Gold Coast um, from Sydney. And so from that day on, uh, I actually started coming up to the sunny coast a lot more, ended up in Rip's backyard doing the... The baby ripple effect. (laughs) 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 And, um, yeah, actually standing out on his back deck speaking to Trav. Trav was like, I feel like you're moving up here soon. And it was like this Mm. light bulb moment where I was like, oh, yeah, I actually am. And I think within a few weeks I was looking at places up here and moved up um, in November. Mm. Yeah, and pretty much hit the ground running and we were right into the ripple 1.0 prep. Um, yeah, did that in the December, and yeah, yeah it's it's been. I was just thinking. <laughs> remember when we were down at Morgan's and we we're staying at that place? Oh yeah, that she hope. lived in that building complex. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, what's more world? That was, was prep time because I remember like <laughs> sitting down outside chatting about yeah. things we we're going to run through. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, so, <laughs> so was that like the birth? kind of the ideas for Ripple Effect at that day or was it already in set and tone? No. Um, the Ripple Effect, I guess, has been – I guess it's, it started without starting. Like, you know, you don't realise mm. that it was actually coming to fruition at that yeah. point. But um, like Beck and I were talking in the car down here, how 
after we met at the Call to Be Conscious experience, you know, we started chatting, started like catching up and we started talking about all these things and we <clears throat> we ended up actually, we, we started to plan a retreat mm. for, we wanted to create a retreat for people, but we're like, well, let's get our friends together yeah. and let's get, I think we're doing six men and six women, we're, we're doing equal, which is what we do in yeah. the ripple effect. And we're going to go out and we're going to stay at this this big place for a, a couple of nights with people that we knew who were in the space doing the work and um, and then learn from there and build from there. So I guess like it, it started to be created like way before what I thought originally thought it was coming from. Yeah, well. You know, from these conversations. But yeah, then the, the backyard thing mm. invited some people over for – for ice bars, barbecue, and just to hang out and, yeah. and just connect on a deeper level, which I realized from attending the Call to Be Conscious that yeah. I was missing that connection, that community, that tribe. Yeah. So that's where it sparked. I'm like, oh, it's people like jumping in the ice. I've got ice bars at <laughs> home. It's, I can come over, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, what yeah. was you um, like at that time when you were inviting people around your house, like when you first had that idea, like do you even think it was even going to grow to anything bigger or did you think like I'll just do this today, it might be fun, have a hang around with some people, like what was yeah, the mindset not, around it? Not to like, not exactly how it did turn out, I guess. I, um, I can't remember the dates of that. I should, should have looked up when those barbecues were happening. Mm. But I remember talking to like Todd and Trav about uh, when we're down doing Espens down the yeah. weekend for that about like this this big retreat I want to create and I think that was sparked with our conversations prior but it was like this big five-day full-on thing and, and going through that and I think that was like started putting things into motion mm. between what we chatted about and then that and stepping into like the barbecues was just a, a yeah. thing and then it I did it another couple of weeks later and it got bigger and that's when Beck turned up and mm. and then we we're like, all right, there's something here. We need to bring this to a larger audience and I can hold in my backyard. Yeah. You know, like there was like 20 of us on that second time and it was epic. Like there's that video on um, on Insta. Yeah. Trav created of the day. Do of you opening the door? Like coming? Yeah, 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 yeah. Open the door, walk it in. Yeah. Um, it was pretty cool, actually. Yeah, that's wicked, yeah. Yeah, and then that's when, I guess, officially mm. we were like, let's build something, and yeah, and then it all just... It escalated it really quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was going to be, what, like 50 people, yeah, fairly casual in a park, and then it escalated from that. Yeah. Mm. In the space of, like, a month and a half, I think. Yeah. Escalated into a hundred people. Yeah, first ripple effect. Fifty of each gender. Like I yeah. remember yeah. when, like the ball started rolling. Like because I remember um, when you had that barbecue because you invited me to come, but I had yeah. something else on. Then like a month later, you're like yeah. selling out a whole event. <laughs> like, holy shit! Like, but that's the power of like having a community of people. Yeah. And when you have that community, you attract more people that want to become a part of the community exactly. as well. And that community aspect, I feel like you've really nailed down on that because you, people really do feel like a family. Like I know for myself, when I came to Ripple Effect, I felt like I was part of a family. I was part of a tribe. And then like a couple of weeks later, I believe it was, like you had the barbecue for Christmas. Yeah. And like that was powerful within itself too because like for me, all my family's back in the UK. Yeah. And to go into that, um, to that event at the barbecue, like it just felt like I was going to a family barbecue. Yeah. Like that was really powerful and touching for me Beautiful. too. I know for a lot of people yeah, there man. as well. Amazing thing about that barbecue is we didn't actually put that on. Mm. Some of the attendees were like, 
came up with the idea and we're like, yes, that would be awesome. Yeah. So we got to attend the barbecue and not, we weren't hosting that in that sense. Yeah. So that was really cool for us to step into that space after running that large event. Mm. We were like, awesome, we can just come and hang out with these people. And yeah. it's not, there was no, you know, like we're hosting it. And mm. as in the events, you know, there's people speaking and leading through the day. It's just this so natural. Just, this was yeah. just everyone yeah. just hanging out. People had their kids who were just down at the beach mm. in the park, you know, kicking balls and yeah. eating food. It was sick. Yeah, it was. And the yeah. thing like the thing like happens so naturally, especially with communities, because people just keep coming together. Yeah. They're so strong. Yeah. I think it's what we all really want. Right. Yeah. And we as you said, like your family's somewhere else, a lot of people mm. in our space and you know, as we get older, our families sort of spread out a bit and to be able to just come back together and have like-minded yeah. people and you know yeah especially especially for me too because like i see like, like my family's still my family but i see like all the close brothers and sisters like non-blood in my life as my actual brothers Absolutely. and sisters in life because i've just gained that such a close connection with them yeah. and like i've gained that connection mm. with a lot of people that came from that uh, met the ripple effect as well mm. like just that bond with people i've created from that time as well like it's been epic yeah. There's been a lot of friendships and and I think a few relationships created from those events. Too. Yeah, a, a lot of them, yeah. um, like, because I want to go back to the event because I want to speak about it because it's fucking yeah, awesome. Perfect. Excuse my language. But <laughs> like, I love it, bro. Like, um, to see the impact that it had, like, I saw people at the end of that day and speaking to them post that day, they were telling me that you saved lives and save uh, marriages, save relationships, saved relationships, not with just their partner, but their family members, their parents, with themselves. Like there was so many shifts in that day. Like it was bloody awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Super powerful. I think sometimes like obviously we're, we're working all the time and creating yeah. all the time and we're, we're thinking constantly about what's next and what we're creating next. And we'll get feedback sometimes and it just kind of stops you in your tracks and you're like, mm just from one person yeah. saying the effect and the impact that it had on their life is mm. like mind blowing really. Yeah. And that is what it's all about. Mm. So it's powerful to get the feedback. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I remember when we did, um, I don't want to say specifically what we did, so I don't want to give away what happens, but I'll try and dance around it. One way I was staring into the opposite gender's eyes from a distance and what I saw, like, can I explain what I saw? without trying to give it away. So what I saw was I was standing across like, was it 20 meters away from a female staring into her eyes while she's in their power. And I actually saw like her turn to a goddess just by staring at her. Like I saw the power within her come out. Yeah. Like that was a big shift within myself. Like seeing that was just, like that broke so many barriers down with me, like through the things I've been through and that just created a big shift in my life. So yeah, that's the, the female masculine container. Mm. That, that, portion is uh yeah that's a powerful one for sure yeah and i think it was actually funny speaking on to that one that exercise that activity was meant to be silent mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was meant to be them getting into their power energetically and and as i say not trying to give it all away but going through that that exercise and no one no one was speaking mm. and then one of the uh, one of the women just fired up, and yeah. just let out a roar, and then it was just like boom, boom, boom. And they're all just going ah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like we're just like holy shit, 
yeah. this is fucking awesome. Like, yeah. you know, to just watch them just going nuts and we're like, okay, this is not a silent thing anymore. Let's, let's yeah. go with this. <laughs> this works better. Yeah. And I, I feel like that created so much power, not just from the women, but the men to be able to see that as well. Yeah. Like for me, I know the men that I spoke to after the event as well, like they were very grateful for that experience too, because like say for my pilot, for an example, like you don't really see that side of the feminine energy too much. So to see that step out was just like, yeah, it was very heartwarming for me. Mm. So what yeah. was the motive behind? Cause the one other thing I love about the ripple effect is the um, equal number of gender. So 50 men, 50 women on the event I t attended. So what's like the motive behind that? If you'd like to go into a bit more detail. Yeah, so I guess obviously <laughs> when we're running through those containers, there's a specific masculine container where uh, the women step into their masculine essence mm. and then the men step into their masculine essence and then the same with the female or the feminine container, the, the men step into their feminine and then the women step into their feminine. So obviously throughout the day we try and create uh, the dynamics to be equal, mm. balanced in the energy, yeah. but also being able to provide that experience mm. of that dynamic. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously if a woman was doing that, you know, masculine mm. exercise with another woman, it, it's still a powerful mm. exercise, but it has more power when they have a man standing in front of them holding mm. that space with no reaction yeah. When they're actually really stepping into that protective boundary, like primal masculine energy. Yeah. 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 And it's so, because then you heal a lot between the both genders as well. 100%. Like you're on that self healing journey, but when you be able to um, heal yourself with rather as a man to a female, or female to a man, or even a man to another man, or a female to another female, like I think that aspect of it was powerful too. Huge. Yeah. And because we, you know, <clears throat> the everything we do. Or at least pretty much everything we do, it's all masculine and feminine based. Mm. And um, for people listening, they might know, might not know, but we have both those within us. You know, as a man, I have a masculine side, but I also have a feminine side. Mm. It's not just male, female, and females are feminine, males are masculine, that's it. We have both. Yeah. So getting them into their, as we're saying, getting them into their each, each sex, each gender, into their masculine and into their feminine, but then because you're doing it facing the opposite sex, mm. you know, um, and like talking the, the, I guess the masculine container is a very easy one to talk about because of the potential triggers you can see come up. Yeah. You know, like that's, it's intentionally set like that to overcome potential triggers, mm. you know, with say women and, um, you know, potential past traumas of yeah. stuff to do with the male but they can step into that space, that energy within them and know that they can hold themselves if they ever need to. Yeah. And, and provoking that potential trigger in a safe container. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's powerful too. And also your journey as well, Rip. Like I want to go back to a point in your life when you're in your super masculine because I know for me as myself, like I was in such a masculine stage that I never embraced my feminine and I always avoided it and suppressed it. Yeah. And it caused a lot of issues in my life. So when was that, if you had that transition in your life, when was it and when did you, how did you become more open to it? It's still a journey for me. Mm. Like I honestly am still working on it now. Yeah. You know, it's not like you go to 
one breathwork at the beach because that's where this specific journey officially started. Yeah, um, was would have been like stillness down at Alex, you know, breathwork on the beach, and just like oh cool, like I'm just all good with my emotions now. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, but that was a starting point, and that's like a, a conscious starting point where I could recognize things, and I'd be doing the breath on the beach, and at that time I was going through a bit of a shitty time in my life, and. I was able to process emotions mm. through the breath in the breath work. I'd be, and this is like a 10 minute breath, you know, yeah. it's not a long one, but I was able to release some emotion and, and, you know, I'd sit up from the beach and I'd have tears on my face. Mm. And that was, I guess where it started that I, I knew it started. Yeah. Cause I remember I spent a lot of time, my, my emotional spectrum I would say back then I've, was like nothing, mm. like just going through the motions of life with just numb almost. Yeah. And then I got frustrated and then I got angry mm. and that was it. That was yeah. my, <laughs> and I, I would say that I had, I think I've spoken to it before, maybe in a podcast or my you know, video or something, but I would have moments of happiness. I wasn't happy. I had moments of like, yeah, oh, this day is kind of cool. And then, yeah. But otherwise I'd do things and I'd just be like, neutral just not really anything yeah and i remember catching myself in the car one time i had i felt emotion come up and it was like i needed to cry but i was like no fuck that and i pushed it down and just got angry mm. and i like that was the time i actually realized oh that's what i've been doing all this time yeah well wow. i'm not angry i'm fucking sad but i don't know how to show sad mm. so i got angry because i thought crying and sad and all that was weak yeah you know living a, a tradie lifestyle mm. for anyone who's a tradie out there listing it's it's that suck it up push it down yeah i remember show no fucking emotions <laughs> yeah. man like and yeah. i've since had a lot of conversations on on my sites and, and sites i've been on mm. and opened up just like legitimate conversations and, and mm. deeper ones and it's been really good to to talk on a deeper level with guys on a site mm. because i don't think it happens too much no yeah, yeah. I think having those conversations on site is so important. Like I used to be a chippy. Mm. I've got a few scars in my hand and they're um, like framing nails. I remember I shot myself in the hand that went through. My boss walked up to me, just ripped it out with a hammer, ripped his shirt off, wrapped his shirt around my hand. He's like, keep going. Oh, yeah. So I had to finish off like the rest of the six hours in the middle of summer with like my hand bleeding out. Yeah. And I had to do it. And it was just like toughen up type mindset. And I carried that on for so long until I actually one day realized I was the exact kind of the exact same situation that you. Every time I felt sad, I push it down to anger. Yeah. And then that was just getting like, because what you suppress gets expressed, whether it's good or bad, that was getting expressed in a negative way until I was able to become more conscious of it and actually realize like, look, you got to be able to deal with this in a different way. And then like for me, it was gym, exercise, yeah. then eventually starting to find more things like breath work and uh, meditation, ice baths on the occasion, but yeah, it's beautiful when you start learning more tools to be able to express certain emotions. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So when was the first time you used styles of breath work? Because I want to ask this question because I know a lot of people that listen to my podcast and my content, they're in that stage that I was once in myself and it was like, I want to learn tools, tips and strategies and things like, an example, breath work, but I never thought I could do breath work because I never thought I was that type of person. So, like, when was the first time either of you did breath work and what was, like, the mindset before and after it? 
Mine was a couple of years ago. I went to um, my first ever workshop in this kind of space. It was mm. a workshop held by a men in Sydney. So it was a women's workshop but held all by men, which was super powerful. Mm. For me, like I hadn't even really considered the breathwork portion of it. It wasn't really at the top of my mind. It was more the yeah. day and actually knowing that I could go into that space and be held by men was the, the draw card for me, as yeah. I'm sure it has been for a lot of the women attendees going to Ripple mm. or any of these spaces that um, men hold space in. Yeah. Um, and so that was an eight-hour workshop and the last portion of the day was the breath work. And I remember starting the breath work just being like, oh, wow, this is like there was resistance coming up mm. and I was freezing cold and had weird pains and – then sort of shifted into this other space where I was like, oh, wow, what is that? Like I'm mm. about to cry and cried and cried and then had like this incredible experience where I connected with Ancestor and, yeah, yeah right. like uh, so much um, spiritual connection and, yeah, emotion and just like this other world and yeah. afterwards I was just on top of the world and I was mm. like, what was that? Yeah. In saying that, I still had resistance to doing breath work mm. for quite a while afterwards. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I guess it wasn't available to me as it is, you know, now. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I was the same, started going to some um, to stillness yeah. when I'd come up to Queensland. And I feel like each stillness session sort of, it was like a landmark on my journey to where I am now, I guess. Yeah. Each time gave me this beautiful message or insight and it was like almost like just taking me where I needed to go each time. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think it's one of those things that many people are like, that looks a bit weird. Or if mm. you see a clip of a massive breath work, you're like, that's intense. It's yeah. confronting. <laughs> like, I don't want to look like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when you're in it, it's the most incredible experience and mm. it just opens up so much in your life yeah. yeah definitely like you said there too like when you see it from like an external to when you actually do it from your own experience it's different yeah. like i went to an event the other week and there was like videos um, from the event i saw me like deep in the breath and like my hands are all lobstered and i'm like all tightened up and i'm like if i never did breath work and i saw myself looking like that i wouldn't want to do it yeah but putting the but what I'm saying is like going back to when I was actually in that breath and even though I looked like I was in pain, I was actually in the most peace of my life. Mm. Like I was on a journey of like some sort of beauty. I was just, because the thing is when I go on it, like I do loads of types of breath works, like the one we did this before this potty, like the 40 breaths. But when I do like the hour deep ones, like I'm always on a different journey. Yeah. I feel like that's the beauty of it. It's not the same every time. And you never know what to expect. Like it, it tells you some things that you need to know when you don't even need when you don't even know you need to know. Absolutely. It. Yeah. 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 How about you, Rip? I think the first like intro into breath for me would have been so I started doing ice bars quite a few years ago mm. through like training more. Yeah. Training and mental toughness. Mm. I'm big into like mental toughness. Um, they've seen you at the gym at three in the morning yeah. <laughs> Dedicated. yeah I've got that mindset of like just keep going don't fucking stop yeah um, which is good but it has its, has its negatives yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to rest um, so the ice bars obviously where a lot of people start with that or a breath too is Wim Hof yeah um, diving into that starting with that kind of breath and little breath holds and 
and that, and then I think it would have been, um, I believe it was most likely stillness on yeah. the beach. Yeah. Mm. And then my first deep breathe was the experience. Yeah, well. Yeah. And I actually remember it was like a 40-minute breath or something, and then when I came to, everyone was sitting up, and then we, we got up and went to the washroom, and one dude was like, He's like, oh, how's that for you, man? It's like, you come back. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, it's like you were lying there for like two, three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like I was just zonked out. out. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't realize, but yeah, I don't actually remember my journey on that breath. I remember lots of noise. I'm very um, spatial aware. Mm. So big groups sometimes hard for me to drop in because I, I hear everything and I notice everything. And Yeah. But yeah, I just remember I was just gone in mm. the end. In the end of it, I was just out. Yeah, um, which is cool, and and do it, like I, I see people in that st- in that space now. I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's on the journey are. right now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do I bring them back or yeah. just leave them for a little bit? Yeah. Because yeah. I remember when I was at the Ripple Effect, I'm not sure who exactly who did it, but I remember someone come up to me and like held my hand because I think I had like hectic lobster hands, and I think someone came <laughs> up and held my hand, and then uh, as soon as that happened, like as soon as I felt that touch, like I felt like I just snapped out of reality and I just went. Yeah. Like it was crazy. I don't know. I was working with you. Yeah. For a bit. Um, yeah, I think there's a photo well. of it, but I don't mm. know if I held your hand or not. Yeah. Someone else, but definitely, definitely. Um. Yeah, you were, you were like this, man. Yeah. You were go, you, yeah. I felt like the experience I had at the ripple effect, like it felt like my hands were coming up, but it felt like my body, like I was starting to astral project, like my body was coming up like this. Yeah. And I felt like there was a resistance, like my physical was all the way up as much as it could, but it felt like I was trying to push past that barrier. And as soon as someone touched my hand, that's when I like snapped out of it. It was like breaking the rubber band and then the rest is um, the journey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So um, awesome. after so after that was it just more like all right this is something that I want to teach other people or more so of like I need to continue this journey and see where it takes me. Pretty much, I guess you know after experience learning, I needed that connection of tribe, inviting mm. people around to, to to. I just wanted to bring that into my life. Yeah, like I have the availability with the ice, the ice bath, and then we started to create the event. Mm. Um. And then it just like, yeah. Then it was like, okay, this is this is something here, you know. Mm. We need to do this more, and yeah. Then we 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 did a full moon thing, you and I, soon after that. Um, and then we started like, it's funny because it's been like Ripple One, Ripple Two, now Ripple Three is coming up. Mm. But there, I don't think there's been a day that we haven't talked about this since probably. September <laughs> last year before yeah. anything yeah. even happened like yeah. we were yeah. talking about stuff it wasn't officially ripple effect at that point but we were talking about so much mm. and then we started to to hang out and and it like I guess it just grew even more yeah and from the day of when we decided we were running an event like to put it in perspective on that first event I put the tickets on sale five weeks from there was five weeks between when I put them on sale and the date we were going to do the event. Mm. And we hadn't created a thing. Yeah. We had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely and it, winging it. <laughs> and then it escalated from being but, this to being like. Yeah. 
it was going to be very different at the beginning. Yeah. It was it was going to be, mm-hmm. and that was that was a funny thing with that event. I booked the space for X amount of time. Yeah, because we didn't. The original event was going to be small, and then it grew and grew and grew. Yeah. <laughs> we went over by like three hours yeah. <laughs> from what I had hired the location for, yeah. uh, and it was awesome. But yeah, it just grew, mm-hmm. and then and it's continued to grow. You know, and we're continuously altering little things to just bring. Mm. more and more to the day to to um create what we believe will be the best experience for our participants yeah in that way you know just getting the feedback after each event what what did you like what did you not like mm. and like taking that on board and, and altering it so yeah we can just keep continuing to just bring the best that we can each time mm. The best value. Yeah. Definitely. Exactly. Do you find that when you first did the first one, you said that you posted the link basically for the event without planning anything. Do you think that was actually a good thing because it didn't give you time to overthink it? Like it was just more like we've got to put things in action and then get it done. And then that way you can get the first one out the way. Now now the rest are a lot more in like a mental side of it. It's just a lot more like, cool, we've done it before. Because I know sometimes like with myself, the first time I run like a new type of event, like if I plan it too far ahead, I can start overthinking stuff. So I feel like if you just put yourself in the deep end like that, it can actually work out to your favor. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, the, the pressure of it to just get it done too. You, you, yeah. you don't have time to like back and forth too much. Yeah. And, you know, as we learned from the that first one, there was a lot of things to alter. Yeah. As you do, but that was perfect as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah. There's a good choice of food at the end too. Tell you what, snags are good. <laughs> yeah, but um, like what else do you guys? Because I saw that you do do like the fire circle, you do the cacao as well. Like what other stuff? Because I know, I don't know, but I'm assuming ripple effect is getting like branches coming off as trees of different things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So we, once a month at the moment, we run sunset ripples. We were doing a sunrise one. Yeah. And then through winter we were like, oh, it's a bit cold. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of came up with the idea of just doing sunset at four o'clock, mm. um, just an hour, like, connection. Where is that, Alex? Down at Malulba. Malulba. Yeah. 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 Um, so we alter it a little bit depending on our mood, I think, really. Sometimes yeah. we'll do, like, games. Sometimes we'll just do breath and connection. Mm. Um, and sound is the other thing that we've brought into it, which – yeah. feels beautiful, mm. I think, especially for people, you know, in this space. It's almost like we're always mm. – we are always aware. We're always conscious. We're always working through our things. So mm. the sound is a really beautiful place just to drop in and yeah. receive and relax and drop into that parasympathetic and, yeah. yeah, chill out. So we have that once a month. We – was running a men's circle once a month as well mm. and my women's circle once a month and what else oh our sunday shift which is a three-hour event oh nice That's, we've yeah. done two of those which yeah. is super fun yep yeah we'll look to look to bring some more everything's we, we try to keep august free yeah leading into <laughs> the to the big event yeah it gets it gets a lot but We'll be start planning some more things. The Sunday shift is like, mm. I guess it's like the sunset ripples. We run free. Yeah, that's a free community event mm. for us to just give back. Yeah, you know, to say thank you for people supporting us on this journey, mm. um, and for the people who are new to it. Yeah, you know, to invest in a, a full day workshop can be a lot, and it can be scary because if you've Definitely, never done yeah. it, 
So it's like, come down the beach. Come just, like, we're just hanging out, essentially. Mm. Um, Guess another tribe. People, yeah, yeah, have a little intro into breath work, mm. um, a bit of meditation or a sound, or, like you said, sometimes we play some games. Yeah. It's just fun, just that connecting the tribe. Yeah. And it keeps and then, us connected with our community, too, because yeah. that's mm. something, like, really deeply important to us. Yeah. Just as humans. Definitely, to, yes. <laughs> you know, like, we create... I guess we could create events four times a year that we, mm. we are creating tribe and creating community. Mm. And if that's the only time we see them, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's something missing, right? Bit of a disconnect. So yeah. it's mm. beautiful for us to be able to connect. And many of these people have become our really close friends as well. Yeah. It's beautiful just to see those faces and check in and just – the pure connection. Is, yeah. It's beautiful. I feel like it can help when they do come to the bigger events because then they're a lot more relaxed going into yeah, it as well. Like, yeah. yeah. It's also they're getting, yeah, they can come and get to know us yeah. on, a, on a much more casual level too. And I think one of the key things you said before, Beck, was receive. It's a day for them to receive something because I feel like a lot of people can feel like we give, we give, we give and having that one day where it's just like, oh, I'm receiving. Yeah. And that can make such a big shift in itself. Huge, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. So me saying you've been picking up the didgeridoo and stuff lately too. That's epic. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I. Um, yeah. It's, it's it's been my awareness for a little bit now, just in this space. I've, it's, it was never a thing I was, thought I would ever be doing, um, but in this space and like the sound healing stuff. And then I was like, exactly. Like, have you ever been to a sound and someone plays it like right on you? No. What was that? Sorry. Like someone plays like a plays sound. Plays a didge like pretty much puts it on your chest yeah. and plays. You just like. Yeah. And like yeah, and wow. I'm like, I want to be able to give this to other people because it's yeah. so epic. And yeah, just uh, actually, Beck and a few friends all put in together and got one for me for my birthday. Fuck yeah, just <laughs> over a month ago, which was cool. Yeah. I did not expect it. <laughs> um, so that was really good. So doing that and and uh, doing a just finished a seven week dig course, mm. so like one night a week. Yeah, um, which is cool. Which is like a men's group as well, mm. in the sense of uh, coming together and check-ins yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just like new tools, and and um, it's nice to just pick it up and actually play. And mm. like last uh, tonight, I, got, I recently purchased a looping station. Oh yeah, cool. So get into that to obviously amplify the sound healing stuff that we do. Mm. Create instead of having a backing track. And putting sound over it, like yeah. create the entire th- the entire thing from scratch. Mm. So really trying to just step it up in in all aspects, you know. Yeah, yeah. definitely, and make it like an actual ripple experience. Like you're having yeah. your own sounds. Yeah, that's epic yeah. too. Because the power the power of sounds too, like sounds. I feel like that's been one of the biggest shifts in my life within the last twelve months. Like breath work and meditation has been huge, but just the sounds of frequency have changed my life. Like last night. I finished the podcast, went and laid in bed, listened to some 963 hertz. Like I just went on the journey just laying there by myself and it was just a beautiful ride. Like I remember the first ever time I did like Tibetan sound bowl healing. I'm like, I didn't know what to expect. I like, um, I was like, I'll give it a shot just because I was into the whole breathwork meditation stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and the story is a bit hectic, but I, it was after Sunday stillness and I went to this lady's house. And, oh, um, I actually remember you telling me that. Yeah. I saw you at stillness that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I think I, I was looking at you like I was wigging out. But I went to this place in um, Budrum and I did the Tibetan sound bowling. And I went on this journey 
And at like the first 10 minutes, there's a bit of resistance. After that 10 minutes, I just pictured myself in the black room. Like it was complete darkness. And then all I saw coming in the distance was like a butterfly glowing in the dark, flying into this dark room. And it was floating and floating. It felt like hours, but it was probably like 10 minutes. Now at the end of this dark room, there's like a little light, like a little dot light. So I guided the butterfly to fly through the darkness to the light. It got to the light, squished through the hole, and then it started flying over the rainforest. And like for me, it felt like that was like a transition into a new life, like leaving the past life, come into the new. And that was powerful. And then the crazy part is I came out of it. About four hours later, I'm driving home. I'm in the passenger seat. Um, my partner, Rhiannon, is driving. And I started feeling sick. I started sweating and I felt nauseous. Had to pull over and vomiting. <laughs> and then for about 12 hours straight, non-stop vomiting, diarrhea, sweating. Ended up in hospital for a day and a half on fluids because I was purging so bad. And then I spoke to the lady like um, like two days later and I told her about the experience. And she's like, no, you must have like a true rebirth like because I had that experience and after that I had a hectic purge. That was just from my first ever time listening to sounds. Wow. Like from there, yeah. from that journey on, it's just been beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, so it's good to see now you guys are implementing your own sounds into the ripple effect because yeah. – like I just wanted to touch on my story there for the listeners to show the importance of sound in our life as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And to be able to create it, uh, it's like to be able to create mm. that intuitive flow of the sound in an event is incredible because it's working with the energy of the, mm. the group. So, I mean, you can put a song on and, and that's amazing as well. Any sound is beautiful, but to be able to actually work the mm. work, intuitively with the energy the sound is just always perfect for yeah. that for that dynamic in the group that's it like you just feed off the energy with it mm. in the room yeah yeah i saw you expanding down to goldie for your next one which yeah. is cool to see yeah yeah Sad. yeah it's um <laughs> yeah yeah we've i guess because the, f the first two were up here on mm. the sunny coast and we had a lot of people travel from the gold coast up mm. And we had some people come from interstate too, which is like, yeah, that's cool. Uh, so we're like, okay, well, I think it was Beck's idea. She's got all the good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> the brains. Yeah. I'm the beauty. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. She's like, what about Goldie? I was like, yeah, that's actually a good idea. Like we, we should do that. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was good. There's yeah. a lot of trips down to Gold Coast to try and find a location. Yeah, no doubt. It adds that extra layer, but we found a place and it was good. So it was mm. like, yeah, so I was really excited to, to present it down there to that tribe and community down there that we know. And a lot of people down there are, you know, call it in the space. And there's, yeah. there's some big leaders down there that are running lots of things that are that are coming along to participate and, and mm. so they can receive, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. You, you, as you, you know, you stand at the front guiding all these people all the time, mm. it's amazing, but it gets hard to, you know, you, you do a lot of work yourself, but sometimes it's hard to, to step into that place as well. Mm. You get so caught up in, in the other side. So like Beck and I recently went to um, Men's Medicine which is Lino. Yeah, I want to speak to you about yeah. that, Coach Holler. Yeah. Yeah. So we went to his couples workshop mm. a couple of weekends ago and it was fucking yeah. epic. Yeah. Yeah, highly recommend it. Mm. Um, it was just time for us. Yeah. Know, to like 
we've been really busy lately and then for us just to take that day out to just connect like fully because there's a difference between like um spending time together and connecting together and taking that time to actually connect together can be one of the biggest things to keep the relationship healthy over a period of time yeah yeah and i think also doing the work as an individual Mm. and then doing the work as a couple was like profound yeah yeah definitely because i feel like you still got to keep that self journey alive even if you even if you are in a relationship like me myself i always say that i have to be selfish for me to be selfless because if i give the most to myself everyone around me is going to get the best best version of me Mm. that's why i think it's so important to fill your own cup up and then also work together as well like it's such a beautiful combination yeah definitely Definitely. Mm. yeah Hopefully, see something in the ripples coming down the road in that in that <laughs> journey. <laughs> yeah, we've got quite a few things that are going to be coming out. Yeah, um, there will there will be a couple thing in the future. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And once you start getting into like all this running events and experience and all this stuff, it just starts creating more ideas. Do you find like you just like we want to do this, we want to do this, and Beck wants to do so many things. <laughs> like, how about we go here and we'll do this, do that. I'm like, holy fuck, like, <laughs> let's just do the one that we got yeah. a couple of leaks first. I think also uh, there's preparation yeah. for the work in your own life. Like, mm. definitely for me, the creation of things that I share with other people has come mm. through my life experience. Mm. And I really feel with our relationship, there's a lot of preparation and a lot of opportunity for things that come up for us when we move through that or work through that or found new mm. ways of doing things together, it then creates something that we've got to share with other people. Yeah. And in the same way, as we're moving towards holding an event, there'll mm. be stuff come up for us as preparation to be able yeah. to hold a deeper space. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think uh, we've had a few comments from people like you know because we do this work together and we're up there you know leading these things together and they're like oh look at these couple and they're you know yeah they look at you in a certain light in that way and i'm like we have we get triggered all the fucking time yeah you know by each other it's mm. or, or whatever it might be you know like it's it's we're constantly working on ourselves and our relationship too mm. we don't just you know yeah like perfect smooth sailing like nobody's is no exactly it's no, just, nobody that i know if, if yeah. there is an awesome but so true like even with me like, and my relationship like my partner can say stuff that can trigger something within, within me but it's more so of me not projecting that yeah. hurt onto her it's just more so bringing the focus back within myself yeah. so i always like i always see the world as my mirror mm-hmm. now like if something triggers me or makes me feel a certain type of way i always try and ask myself like what unhealed version of me is that mm-hmm. i always try and work on that and then once I go through that process and I'm still feeling a bit of an itch about it and then I will have a conversation, but it's just making sure you bring that reflection back within yourself first and just trying to identify what it actually is. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and finding that part of you that needs the extra love, right? Extra love, yes. Yeah. yeah. I think love's a big thing and you feel a lot of love in the ripple, like you do. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. that's why I feel so like authentic and I feel like that's why the community is expanding to the way it has in such a short period of time. Because it doesn't feel like at all from my experience that the ripple effect is just like, oh, this is a phase. This seems really cool. Let's let's attack this market. It seems more so of like this is our personal experience. We really truly want to help people. Mm-hmm. And you can really feel that authenticity for it. Oh, that's, yeah. that's amazing to hear. Yeah. 
No worries at all. No, thank you, Sue, because you're, you're actually doing really awesome work and it's so needed in this space. Like, I know there's a lot of people doing it, but the way you guys are doing it is very needed because I was on the phone to my sister and I was telling her about the first experience I had because she lives down in Adelaide. And I was saying to her, like, I need to get you up for one of these experiences because she does a bit of meditation. She's trying to get into the whole, um, that side of it, that journey as well. But I'm like, you got to come up and experience this day with me. I'm like, do this together. So yeah, I'm keen to bring her up and have that experience with her. That would be yeah. amazing. Mm. So um, I've got a couple of questions I actually wrote down. I'd like to shoot that is. So the first one is, we can rather go each or together, but I'd like to ask, what's the importance in your own experience of consciousness in the relationship? The importance, I guess, is I guess it comes down to being able to see and recognise when you're in the shit mm. in the sense of like going through something. Um, and, you know, bringing it up in a aspect which I don't always do perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, um, I still have that kind of hold it in sometimes where you don't say the things you need to say mm. but going through it in a manner that's not explosive yeah yeah to put it I guess yeah, to put it that way it's it's being aware enough that you can have a conversation and be like this is triggering me or this is like I don't like this or mm. or this or that and then on the other side is if if it's been said to me is being able to receive that yeah and hold that space and let the other person actually talk what they need to talk about mm. and get it out. And, and yeah. And actually listen as well. And listen. Yeah. 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 That's a big thing, communication. Hey? Yeah. Mm. Which is which is like a constant learning experience. Yeah. Depends what it is, you know. There's mm. there's been times where it's challenging to be on either side of that, that scenario and mm. I mean we've seemed to work it out. Sometimes it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Find a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like, yeah, I think that's, mm. yeah. That's epic. How about you, Beck? What would your perspective be on that? Um, that is a really good question. <laughs> I, th I believe a conscious relationship mm. is... I think like the deepest healing portal, mm. you know, if you can move, you know, say in the instance of a trigger, if yeah. I'm triggered and I have these conversations to have hold space for me mm. to be able to go through my process yeah. and actually draw it out of me, um, you know, because I guess for me, if I'm, Feeling big things often, I'll be like, oh, I can't say that. Yeah. And it's really uncomfortable to speak about something if it's really deeply emotional for me. Mm. In a trigger, I guess. So having the space held for me to actually go through that process mm. and allow whatever is there to come up and out and and for it to just be okay to come out. Yeah. And actually celebrate it that it's come out. For me, that's so deeply healing because that's mm. healing old stuff for me. It's creating a new path for me to know that it's okay to yeah. express and that I can be held in that. 
and and be able to reciprocate that as well. Yeah. You know, if something comes up for rip and there's a challenge there for me to be able to be consciously aware that there's something f- that he needs mm. held, you know, yeah. that I can hold that space for him and be understanding and patient and, yeah. and not take it personally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that obviously like each step of the way there's healing. Mm. There's healing of a lot of old stuff for both of us. Mm. And being able to be present and hold space for each other. Yeah, definitely. I'm so glad you touched on that too because it is so important to – because I know we may feel like we don't want to hurt the other person or we may feel ashamed to speak it or we may feel um, a bit of judgment about ourselves or yeah. afraid of judgment from the other person. So we suppress those words that we want to say. But to actually just release them and get them out is such a relief. And it can also be a very – trusting process when you do voice it because you may think like oh i might get judged shame or you might get triggered or angry but when you see that they're more open to and they want to listen like it can bring a bigger relief and sense of calmness as well a lot a lot more of bonding and trust towards each other as well yeah it definitely brings you together when you can have these tough conversations yeah and some have been tough Mm-hmm. And it's in the moment it's not fucking good like it's, yeah it's not not enjoying it at all yeah but like on the other side of it, you know, there is that healing and there is that mm. bringing you closer together. Yeah. Because you're working through it. Yeah. It's like, you know, you do what's right, not what's easy. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. then you'll yeah. always get the good. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. On to my next question. Good question. Um, <laughs> I'll ask you individually again because I like hearing both your perspectives. But importance of having a personal mission. That's more like so, because I know in a relationship you can have a goal together, but also having a personal mission too. Mm. You go first on this time? Yeah, I've actually been reflecting on this a little bit. Uh, I think everyone, everyone has a purpose and a mission, whether they're aware of their mission from that purpose or not. Everyone does have one and it's... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, the dog's going crazy at the door. <laughs> um, it's like a snowflake for everybody, yeah. right? It's so individual, so unique, and it's been created by every single experience of somebody's life and how they've interpreted that experience, how they've moved through that experience, how they've potentially healed that experience. Yeah. Then becomes their toolkit for putting that out into the world and and allowing that to reflect onto someone else. Mm. Um, so obviously Rip and I can't have the same personal mission, yeah. but ours seem to link in quite well Align. together, which is yeah. amazing. Uh, and, yeah, I think there might be perception mm. potentially around um, – we believe the same thing at the same time, which isn't true. I've actually been thinking about this. <laughs> so we haven't told you about it. She just tells me what to do and then, <laughs> then we're on the same page. <laughs> Go with the flow. <laughs> yeah, I think this kind of almost ties into the last question as well, that if, you know, there, there could be something that Rip might say or mm. post or do a story on and it's not necessarily my belief or the way that I would put that forward but mm. i will always have his back a hundred percent in what he does and what he says and what his mission is and in his journey and in the way that he 
puts that out to the world. Yeah. And if I if there's any part of it that doesn't align for me, I will have that conversation with him mm. very privately. Yeah, yeah. In a really loving way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think um the individuality of our journey mm. is super important. Yeah. Because he can he can give his best from his experience. I can give my best from my experience. Mm. So yeah, and then joining them together obviously creates an even bigger bigger force. Ripple effect. Yeah, ripple effect, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about you, Rip? Yeah, yeah. I have to follow up on that stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um the importance of your personal mission. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's it's everything. And it's it's our our personal missions are like we have stuff that we do separate and are gonna do separate mm. as well, but our overall outlook is very similar. So I guess that makes it easier for our personal missions to come together in that mm. sort of sense and, and work together on that. But if it, you know, I made the joke that she tells me what to do and I do it. Like, yeah. If it was like that, if it actually was like that, then mm. I would have no personal mission, right? Yeah. And I would just be following, and that that would not fulfill me. Yeah. And it wouldn't fulfill most people because we have our own mm. our own person, our own life to live. Yeah. So I think it's super important to have your own mission, and, and yeah, I lost where I was going with that one. <laughs> no, I, I know what you're saying because, yeah. like, I, I relate um, with myself and my um, partner Rianne. Like, me having my mission and staying dedicated with that, it feels like it fills my cup up to then be able to express that in my relationship too. Like, when my cup's full, I'm able to bring that to my relationship and bring the more best version of myself because I'm also fulfilling that part of my life too. Yeah, and then you can mm. you can support them in their personal mission too, mm. like you were saying. It's yeah. There's no envy or yeah, anything like exactly, that. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, you're doing more than me or you're making more money than me yeah. or, you know, whatever. You've like got more people at your circle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you beat me on that one. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, I think it's very important to have your own individual mission and, and mm. personality yeah. separate. Definitely. Because then you, you also come in and you have two different perspectives. Mm, exactly right. Because there's a lot that we agree on and there's stuff that we don't. Mm. You know, it's like, should be like this idea and I'm like, oh, what if it feels like this? And, you know, sometimes we'll go with my way of it, sometimes we'll go with hers. Mm. And it's, it's bringing that difference and otherwise it would just be, I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean because... You know, you say it lose the fun of the, of the ride of yeah. it too because it's just too easy. Yeah, it's like a roller coaster up and down, and you get the loop as well. Yeah, that's good having those different experiences that come together because then you're able to support each other and come with different ideas and things like that too. Yeah, yeah, it's come up with some banger answers. I'll give you that. (laughs) It's the good questions, man. Mm, So good. Um, and not knowing what they were first. Yeah, I love yeah. it. It's like, it's like being on the, the spot. Like yeah, event. yeah, yeah raw, questions. authentic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The next one is: What are some of the best tools you find to cope with the stressors of life? Well, obvious tools would be breath. Mm. A very basic one of you know, take a couple of minutes and do ten breaths, twenty. 40, yeah. whatever your time allows. Mm. 
And for me, I use, like yourself, is the, the training aspect for me. Is, yeah. Is something I use there. Mm. Um, that's like a... It's mentally relaxing for me. Yeah. To go to the gym or train. Mm. I can get out of my head mostly because um, I very much live in there a lot. Feels like you're letting the warrior surrender when you get in the gym. Yeah, I guess it just... I just put the music on and all I'm going to do is lift the fucking thing up in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, uh, so it, yeah. it, it makes it, it's a very simple process. Like it's, I think men were very simple in a lot of ways. <laughs> Definitely. Yes, I agree. Pick the heavy thing up. Put the heavy thing down. Yeah. Pick the heavy thing up. Drink the water. Don't drink the water. Yeah. <laughs> Eat the food. <laughs> we're still cavemen. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like that's a big thing for me is is stress is is moving my body and and releasing that energy out of my body. Mm. Um, so I think they're probably my two biggest ones, and then Beck does energy work as well. Yeah, so she'll give me like a like a treatment, energy work treatment, or mm. or something like that, which helps a lot. Cause yeah, I, yeah. Just it, it allows me to, I think through the through the touch, whether it's a massage or even sometimes I go like to the barber. Mm. And I'm super overworked. My yeah. line and just the touch of like cutting my hair or something allows me to just mm. surrender into the moment. Yeah, it and does. I can be like okay, I don't have to do stuff when I'm home. I'm like, yeah. I go at a million miles an hour <laughs> all the time. Yeah, so it's like a moment for you just to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Getting my hair cut is just <laughs> um, okay, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting my nails done. So you look like you're glowing. Uh, she actually gave me a facial and energy energy work today. Oh, it definitely yeah, works. So, this right. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, looking good. Yeah. <laughs> All sparkly for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. How about you, Beck? Yeah, def. I mean, obviously, like number one is the breath. Yeah. Uh, I go in and out of that you know my daily practice um and the times i go out of it is usually when i need it the most yeah so the last week or so i probably haven't been as dedicated as that as i should be to the morning breath yeah would be to the morning <laughs> breath. um but definitely a morning primer for mm. me sunrise and nature a hundred percent yeah it's just like creates that equally equilibrium in my energy mm. you know just sitting in nature and watching it reminds you that you're just you know a season mm. within yourself um i think connecting is mm. huge for me yeah i notice when i get too busy or too in work mode and i haven't stopped to have a coffee with a girlfriend or even a chat or even just a you know a couple of messages on instagram or text yeah that the connection for me is hugely important. Mm. Um, yeah, strangely, like self-care, yeah. staying on top of those things. I've been a beauty therapist for nearly 20 years. So yeah. that actually makes me feel so much better to just do those little things for myself as well. Mm. Um, massage too. Yeah. It's just that space to be, to like be able to drop into your body, mm. to be nurtured by somebody else that doesn't you know, yeah. need anything from you in that moment. You feel so much connection, whether it's with someone else or with, or with yourself, just yeah. connection in some form. Yeah. Because yeah. I saw a big shift in myself, like 
before I used to see the sun as just the sun. I used to see the tree as just the tree. But once I had that shift of like the actual peace of nature, the actual empowerment of the sun, like I, I stand, I get up in the mornings, I stand out the back garden, I just stand in the sun for like five minutes as soon as I wake up. I feel so much different. Like by the time I come out of the sun, like I feel like I've just changed. Like after waking like up, charged up, charged up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, having that shift, it's um, it's a big thing that can happen in your life. Mm. So this is back to a relationship question. What are some of the tools you help? Oh wait, what are some of the tools you find can help maintain a healthy relationship? I think communication is huge. Conscious yeah. communication, self-reflection, yeah. self-inquiry. Yeah. In those moments that you know may be more uncomfortable. Mm. Um, cuddles. <laughs> we both like number yeah. one physical touch in our love language, so that is yeah. like very diffusing for us. Um, yeah. A little sperm represent. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty funny. I call her like a little koala. Yeah. Sometimes, like, I'll, be, I'll be cuddling her and then I'll roll over and then she's just like, yeah. over, like legs around. I'm, just, yeah. just, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I was like, my missus, she goes to me, I'm like, you go out in the world and you're always doing this, you're doing that and you come home and you're the biggest sook. I'm like, yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's good having that in your it's relationship. Nice. Yeah. It's nice to be able to soften down in, in that too. Mm, 100%. Be nurtured mm. in that way, like res- reciprocity. You know, mm. being able to hold space for your partner, but also actually being able to surrender into your partner, holding space mm. for you too. For like holding space is probably at the top of my list. Yeah, um, having space held and being able to hold space. I think if you've got that, then mm. there's probably you know no matter how uncomfortable it is you've got mm. a foundation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. yeah, beautiful. And also with the ripple effect, where, if you even have a vision of this, like where would you like to see it in like five to 10 years time? <laughs> Is that too much of a big question? No. <laughs> too broad? No, no, it's international. Yeah, I Spreading love it. Spreading this around the world, retreats in different locations around the world. Mm. And like events will be like big. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have all stuff you know because um, we'll still keep our small intimate yeah things too because i don't want you know i think there's a lot of power in the small group stuff mm. as well so yeah it's definitely for me like i'm a i'm a full-time builder and have been carpenter and builder since i was 15 mm. 32 now um but this is like my transition out of mm. construction yeah so <clears throat> Yeah, it's uh, a lot more rewarding. Yeah, building a house for someone, mm. you know, to see the transformation. So, I feel that it's, you know, almost uh, it'd be selfish of me, so only speaking for myself on this part, to not like show this to more people, mm. bring this to people, so they can experience it and. Yeah. You know, looking looking five, ten years down the track and all the work that we're going to do, mm. self-work in that aspect, yeah. in five, ten years, like we've I've spoken on this a few times, we've collectively invested 
over 25 grand this year mm. on our own on 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 learning on yeah. on workshops retreats events mm. and this is us going to them participating yeah to expand our experience our knowledge our growth mm. separately and together because you got to become the student first exactly first learn. yeah mm. be a professional student yeah so yeah five ten years I see this as a lot bigger, you know, as it started as the very first time was 10 people in my backyard. Yeah. Now we run events to have 100 people at them. Yeah. Looking down the track, it's just expanding. Yeah, there's the sky's the limit. Maybe we'll get a whole fucking stadium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some called Philip. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. good to hear because I'm from a place called um, Liverpool in England and I'm from a place in Liverpool called Heighton. And in Liverpool specifically, there's a lot of trauma. Um, I, I'm not going to go into too much detail. It's a long story, but basically all the, the government took all the jobs away, a lot of poverty, and then through that became a lot of crime and drugs, and it's just been a bit of a roller coaster ride since. It's been a journey within itself, just that city. But to see the ripple effect to go to an example of where I grew up in Liverpool and heal people in those trauma um, environments that have faced adversity, that have faced all these things, like seeing the ripple effect expand to places like that around the world, I feel like we just create so many shifts. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then like what I'm in the back of my mind while you're talking is like thinking about our team right now mm. and the ripple effect within that and, you know, holding holding events overseas or holding events interstate you know, that team's going to grow, that then increases their experience, their knowledge, Mm. you know, like it's being able to... (laughs) (laughs) It just ripples out through the world. But when you think, like when you think right now about our next event and that crew, like that team is incredible, beautiful human beings. Mm. And then it's like to think for us to go interstate, like, we're thinking Melbourne, yeah, and we've already got people down there that we would 100% have on that team that we yeah. know and trust and love and feel very aligned with. It's just that community. Yeah, and then that community, community has grown. And, you know, like when you think yeah. on that big scale of having like a five-day event mm. and having people from other countries or yeah. holding them in other countries, it's like it's not just the event. It's then what that event will create. Yeah. And then... When they take forward yeah. and then they show this to the people they know and then mm. it just on goes. Mm. Yeah. Just naturally expands. Yeah. Like the example for the barbecue, for an example, that just naturally happened after yeah. the first ripple effect. Yeah. 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 They just wanted to get together and we were like, yes, we're down. <laughs> Love it. And that's actually something that we want to do more. And we did one... A l- when was it? couple months ago, we did one in Cotton oh, Tree. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember the date actually. But, <clears throat> yeah, we, we put on another little barbecue too mm. and just bought some meat and said and some salads and things and come down and it's something we want to continue doing. Yeah. It's these community things where it's like come down and, you know, hang out, bring your family, bring your friends. Mm. This is just... No facilitation. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, like... And it's nice for us to connect to people, connect mm. with people without headsets on. Yeah. Without 
you know, at the events we have to be in a certain space of like we're holding the space for these people so they can go through their processes. Mm. But at these barbecues and stuff, it's we're just people hanging out. Yeah. You know, we can chat and talk and there's no mm. no facilitation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like expectations or yeah. anything like that. It's just casual, having fun. Yeah. So chat. we want to definitely, you know, after we get past this, the, the upcoming event, cause a lot of energy and a lot of time and effort and mm. goes into these events, you know, yeah. we're just non-stop at the moment. Mm. Every second's all about just making this the best. And then once we get out, we're like, cool, okay, let's throw some, like, fun stuff. We want to yeah. have some fun yeah. too. Like, <laughs> yeah. We want to have some fun. Let's have a barbecue. Let's go down the beach. Yeah. Let's hang out with, with the tribe. That's epic. And then yeah. it also keeps the community of people that attended that event close and together yep. as well and actually keeps that community aspect alive. Which is amazing. Yeah. Mm. So, do you have any final closing words, or we want to talk a bit more about the date of the event coming up? Because I'll get this out before mm. the event is actually happening. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, yep. It's on the twenty seventh of August mm. in Madru Bar, in Gold Coast, and it's going to be the best one yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I said, we tweak it each time taking the learnings from the previous one so we can bring the best one forward each time. Yeah. So, yeah, there's still uh, still some tickets available if, mm. if any listeners are intrigued by our conversations tonight. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, check us out on the socials and the website. And, mm. I mean, we'd love to, as we say, we want to expand that tribe and that connection and that love, mm. spread that around. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's epic. Well, um. <clears throat> How about you, Beck? Anything closing you'd like to add? I think he's covered it. Yeah. <laughs> and my, my listeners too, like they know that I don't just promote anything or say anything. Like I actually do truly mean get yourself down to a ripple effect event because you'll change your life from the things that you do there, from the masculine, feminine, the breath work, meditations, but also the connection of people you meet too and the communities that you get yourself involved around. So if you're listening to this, I vouch for it. Definitely get yourself down there. Um, 100% believe in your mission. 100% believe in where this is going. And just thank you guys for letting me experience the first one that I came to as well because a big shift happened for me that day and a big shift's going to happen for everyone else too. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that, brother. No worries at all. Well, thank you for tuning in. Oh, wait. Where can everyone find you? Actually, nearly forgot that part. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Uh Instagram is the Ripple Effect Movement, spelled MVMT. So the underscore ripple underscore effect underscore MVMT. <laughs> I'll link it in the bio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's where we're pretty active on um, Instagram. And then my personal one is Mr. Rip, Mr. Underscore Rip, R I double P. Mine is Balance with Beck. Mm. Two C's. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I'll link everything in, but thank you guys. I appreciate you coming thank on. Thank you so much.